Yo, welcome to the JM Sports and Wrestling podcast, where we talk about everything sports and wrestling. But we're not going to be doing that tonight. Because this is not what this is about. Tonight, what this is about is the conflict that has been going on since the death of a prominent black man. And, you know, I've taken time, I've taken some time to gather my thoughts and I've taken some time to try to understand everything that's unfolding. And who I have with me tonight is someone I've been in constant contact with since this all began. And him and I have talked about this frequently. And I wanted to bring him on here tonight. Because him and I tonight are going to send a message. The, the message is, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. Because let me tell you guys something. We all breathe the same air. We all take the same steps in life. We all go through trials and tribulations. Maybe not as much for me as, say, the African community. But guess what? That's what makes us different, and that's what makes us equal. And tonight, I want to send a message, and I'm united with everybody. And especially this man right here, Rodarius Prime. Rodarius, welcome, brother. James, my brother. Still, what's going you know, on? Still trying to make, still trying to make sense of everything, right? I mean, we've been going through this for almost a week now, and it seems like every day things intensify. And you know, like I said, just in this opening, you know, little segment right here, I'm not even going to try to pretend that I understand what's going on. But here's what I do understand: is that a community is outraged over once again somebody in a position of power thinking they can't be touched, thinking they can't have the book thrown at them, thinking they can do whatever they want with no consequence. And this is a lot of the reason I wanted to have you on because you and I have talked about this a lot. And we talked off the record. We talked about how we each feel. And... You know, I've seen things put up on social media saying silence is betrayal. And this is why I wanted to break the silence, because I have plenty of people. You, I got a good friend of mine, his name's Sean. You know, I have a buddy named, you know, Johnny. Look, there, it's just more, there's more than just black and white. We also have Mexicans and we also have Asians and we all have to understand we're, we're trying to run this race together. And a lot of people need to understand you're tripping us up. You are causing issues because think about it. There's a lot of people now who are skeptical and they should be of white people. Can you blame them? Floor is yours. Uh, first off, I appreciate you for having me on, you know, anytime, you know, whether it's sports related or something like this, I got to give my piece. 
And you know what? Everything you say is true because I was talking with someone at work last night and everything she said, I agreed with one man, one man has the whole world on notice. Would you ever expect in 2020 that one man would have the whole world saying enough is enough. When will this stop? When will this end? And you know what? It, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that this man, George Floyd, I don't know him personally. We just know him from what happened. This man's name will live on through the annals of time. This is something we can tell our kids, our grandkids, our next door neighbors, our brothers, our sisters, cousins, friends. You know, this is a man who was killed for no reason. You know, they bring up his health issues. Yeah, he had he had health issues, and that you know that that's okay. That's that's fine. Whatever. But the point being is that this man is not here to defend himself. When you got people, not just black, not just white, I've seen the video where the Amish are standing in protest. People in the UK, people in Oakland, New York, Atlanta, Houston. I just got word from a coworker who lives in Auburn that they're doing peaceful protests in Auburn. In Birmingham, Mobile, uh, Nashville, wherever. This is not just a local thing from Minneapolis. This is not just a countrywide thing. This is not a nationwide thing. This is a global thing. You know, we're going through this pandemic. Forget the pandemic, all right? This is a global outrage. A man is dead. And you think about all the people that have died under the hands of the police. From Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, uh, Sandra Bland, the Brianna girl who was a police officer and was killed for no reason. You think about the situation yes, with sir. Trayvon yes, from a few years ago and how people like. Oh, I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do what? Oh, yeah. From people like Trayvon, who were who was killed and people like George Zimmerman, who is still walking around free. How can we continue to let this? What's the word I'm looking for? How can we continue to let this go? Yeah, because this is this is this is to me, James, this is the final straw. You got people, like I said, protesting in Atlanta, Houston, from Tennessee, California. People are going to the White House. The, the main, the, like the main crop of the country, the White House, where the Trump administration is, tearing down the barricades. And you just don't have black folks at the White House. You got white folks. You got everybody from all, whites, all walks of life 
saying enough is enough and it needs to stop. Not now. It should have stopped five years ago. It should have stopped forever. But the sad part about this is racism ain't going nowhere, bro. And it's sad that we have to we have to live through 2020 where people are dying of disease. Let me tell where, everybody this. For disease. You good? All right. I was going to say, let me tell everybody. Yeah, I'm good. I thought you were. Yeah. Go uh, you know, and I've been thinking about this. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask all my white people out there who may listen to this. How would you feel if a black cop? Let me put this into perspective for people that may not get it. Everyone's sitting here crying about all of this. You know what? I'm not here about that. I'm here about trying to be equal and fair. And what happens, Rodarius, if how do you think white people would feel? And I'm saying this as a white man because I know how. If a black cop did this to the white people and that's all we saw and that's all we heard. And you know what would happen? Here's what would happen. The same thing. The same thing would happen. They would be in an outrage. Same thing would happen. And that's my point. My point is this. If you guys would be in an outrage, then how come you can't understand what these people are feeling, right? Why can't you understand what they're going through and what they're thinking? They're sitting there. They're sitting here asking themselves, what did we do? What did we do to deserve this? Now, TMZ released. I don't know if you saw this. TMZ has released two other videos. George Floyd was apparently beaten up in the police car before he was thrown down to the ground. Eight minutes. Yeah, I saw that. A full wait. And then there was another video where apparently three other cops were on top of him at some point. So when he was sitting there crying out that everything hurt, he couldn't breathe. And nobody listened. And this is the end result. That's what I'm saying. This is the end result. And, you know, speaking for me, as a young black male, you know, I, I sometimes I don't realize it and it's just like oh okay we we, we've gone through this you know blah 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 whatever but in the back of my mind i think about my ancestors i think about what my grandmothers had to go through i think about what my mom and my dad and my uncles and aunts and you know the 400 years of slavery and the civil rights jim crow being told that you can't do this, being told that you can't be in the same place as a white person, you know, back in the fifties and sixties where whites and goes here, black person goes there. You can't be in the same bathroom. You can't drink the same water fountain. You can't be on the same bus. You can't walk the same streets. It feels like that we're living in the, in the fifties and the sixties. It literally feels like, that no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how hard we try, no matter what comes about for us as a people, we continuously get the cold shoulder. We continuously be ignored. We continuously are being told to shut up and just deal with this. We are not dealing with it. And as I said, people are not dealing with this anymore. And people can act nonchalant all they want. 
your front door, it will be a different story. And going back to what you said, when you asked if a black cop did this to a white person, there would be a difference. If the black cop did it to a white person, they would easily get a quick trial, life in prison. This wouldn't be a big blow up like it is, you know, if the yeah. Because if the black man killed the white person, okay, we're gonna easily take you to trial. We're gonna take this up, we're gonna take this to the courthouse in about a week. After a week, you're done, your life is over. You know, we'll see you in the graveyard somewhere. All right, so let me piggyback but, on that. Let me piggyback on that real quick. So here's what I think. And I you know, and I think you're right in, in the sense of that's probably what would happen. I would I would like to push on the fact that there's so many white people who are racist, right? So many. And yeah, if you like like we've seen videos, right? We've seen videos. For example, we saw a woman in New York say she was going to call the cops on a black man and say that he threatened her. Okay. We've seen videos of women telling Mexicans don't play Mexican music in America. Don't speak Spanish in America. This is where I'm going to press it. I think we're in a situation where we are in 2020 and this is what, and this is the point I'm trying to make. And this is the point I'm trying to send out to all white people is that it's the simple mindset of how would you feel? You know, we've been, you know, you know, as kids and a lot of things, you know, we were taught growing up, it's like treat others how you would want to be treated. How would you feel? And the reason I'm going simple here is because it makes a lot of sense. You white people look in the mirror, right? Look in the mirror and ask yourselves, what makes Rodarius different? What makes my buddy Sean different? What makes my buddy John different than me? Than my fiance? If you're pissed off because they have a different color skin, then excuse my language, Right? If that's the only thing that pisses you off is the fact that their the color of their skin is different, then I don't want to do with you. And I would and, and I call on anyone who disagrees with me, Facebook, whatever, unfriend me, unfollow me. My perception will never change the fact that just because they have different color skin doesn't mean they're still not human beings. It doesn't mean they still don't have hearts in their chest. They don't, you know, it's not like they don't breathe the same air as we do, eat the same food, go to school, wanting to be better people. That's what we all strive for. That's what we all strive that we want to do. We want to be the best we can in this world. And when shit like this happens, we're an innocent man who got tossed down and had full body weight of four police officers on him and the cop kneeling over his neck like he was pulling a Colin Kaepernick. Eight minutes. So let me ask you white people something. How would you feel if a cop had their knee over your neck for eight minutes? And you cried out that everything hurt and nothing was done. How would you feel? Think about his family. Think about the fact that his sister no longer has a brother. Mother no longer has a son. How would you feel? How would you feel in, in, in that situation? I know how I would feel.
Go and ahead. That's why it was only. So we got disconnected. Working to try to get <clears throat> Rodarius back on the line, but welcome back to the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast. And I apologize for the interruption and him being disconnected. We'll get him back on soon. But until I get him back on, I want to talk for a second about everything, right? We are seeing protests from the West Coast to the East Coast and everywhere in between. And it's because a black man was killed by a police officer. Police officer kneeled over his neck like he was doing a Colin Kaepernick, right? Eight minutes. Eight minutes plus. He had body weight of cops on him at different points, and he was trying to tell those cops that he couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. Cops didn't listen. This was murder. Through and through. He was cuffed. Cuffed. And I've seen videos and I've seen people say, the second a person is cuffed, the situation's neutralized. Neutralized. He was handcuffed. There was no need for that. There was no need for him to be manhandled, beat up in a police car before being put down on his stomach and everything else. I'm a white man. I'm not racist. Never will be. I stand with everybody. I stand with my buddy Rodarius. I stand with my buddy Johnny, who's Mexican. I stand with my buddy Sean, who's black. Everybody that I've known in my life, I stand with my Aunt Kelly, my Aunt Kim. They're not white, they're black. And I've known them for 36 years. Johnny Reyes, known him over 15 Johnny Camacho, same thing, 15 years. My God, kids. This has to stop, right? There's no need for this. No, no need. I also call for an end to all the looting. Because what's that, what's that going to achieve? What is the point of racism? What's the point? There's no point. What, you want to assert your dominance over a certain race? Come on. We're all people. We're all humans. This really has to end. Or it'll be the end of us. We all want, you know, we all have kids in this world. I don't have any kids yet, but I don't know if I'd want to, you know, raise a child in this world like this. 
from the West Coast to the East Coast. It needs to stop worldwide. Worldwide. This has to stop. I'll be back with Rodarius here in a few minutes. All right, welcome back. We got Rodarius back on the line. So as I was trying to get you back on, I did about a four-minute and 30-second. You know, I wanted to get some feelings out there. I hope you check those out. You know, after I put the episode together, I'll send it out to everybody and you can send it out. But I want to get back to what you were saying. I want you to retake the floor and I want you to finish what you were trying to we'll keep going. Uh well well I thought you were um well, I saw you were disconnecting and disconnected on mine, and so it was kinda of like I was talking to myself. But uh basically what I was saying was it's like um it's 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 just sad that, you know, instead of trusting the police, we have to fear the police. And it's just like when I was talking to my coat when I was this morning, I had said some of the statement like everything that was written, that's been written in the Bible. It's like happening now, right before our very eyes. Oh, excuse me. Like, I don't read it much, but especially in like the book of like revelations and things of that nature it's like everything that's being said is happening before our very eyes and it's just like you know going back to what i was saying before we got disconnected with interracial relationships it's like i shouldn't be looked at less than if i'm dating a white woman or if i'm dating a chinese woman or whatever the case may be she's still the same person as i am different color she still has the same heart as I do. She still has the same mind as I do. Different mindset, but she still has the she's still a human being. And it's the same way if a if a white if a white man was chasing a, a black woman and this and that. Because I see it all the time where I live. Mixed couples everywhere. And I know a lot of people don't like it. You know, a lot of people are not in tune with it, and that's fine. That's totally fine. A bunch of people, you know, people prefer to date within their race, which is totally cool. I have no problem with that. But just to just to hate somebody, just to hate somebody because of the color of their skin. I mean, racism is just just whack. It's really whack. If you think about it in hindsight, because she said that she was asked if she would ever marry a black man. She said. I don't close doors on things when it comes to stuff like that. She said, I, she said, I'm not going to say I would, or I would not. Who knows? Maybe I could, maybe I would one day, but at the same time, like I said, the fact that people, the fact that people are so ignorant and so mind, so small minded, it just goes to show what type of person they are. And people want to, people want to, ask if if you're racist by choice or whatever the case may be you're racist because you're taught to be racist you're you know you may know somebody whose father and their mother was racist they were taught that way you weren't racist by choice you were taught that way you were taught to look down on black folks you were taught down to 
hate on white folks because there are some racist black folks. There are some racist white folks. Everybody has a little racist racism in them, but it's you're not you're not racist by force. You're not racist by choice. You were taught to be racist, and that's a sad thing. See, I had a neighbor right that lived across from my grandparents who was racist, and I heard so many things from him, but that didn't sway me. So what I was talking about in the brief little thing that I did as we were disconnected, as I was trying to get you back on the line, you know, I pretty much talked about, you know, kind of like what we talked about before we got disconnected. If your only issue is that their skin color is different, fuck's wrong with you? Right. Is that the only, is that the only thing you can come up with? Or is the next thing you're going to come up with is if all black people are criminals? Well, let me tell you something. White people are criminals, right? There are white people that are criminals. There are Mexicans that are criminals. Guess what? Every race has a little bit of people who are criminals. And if you're going to sit there and point the finger and say, whoa, 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 they're all criminals, then you need to take a step back, look in the mirror and say, what? You don't think white people are criminals? You don't think Mexicans are criminals? Asians? So if your argument Beyond the fact that the color of their skin is that they are criminals and they're, you know, excuse my terminology, thugs, back off. Back it up a little bit. So can white people, right? Yeah. Everybody has a little bit of everything in them. So you just can't single out a race and say criminal because then it all blows back and someone's going to say what? White people can't be criminal. Some of the prominent you listen, some of the prominent criminals are white people. Yeah. Let's be real. This is what this is about right now. It's about being real. And we're going to bring it. You can't single out a race without looking at yourself and, and your own race either. You just can't do it. Can't. Because you're not going to win that argument. You're going to lose it. Like I said, we all walk the same stretch of road in our life. Do we all go different ways? Sure. Do we all take different ways to achieve what we want to achieve? Sure. But at the end of the day, what's the end goal? To be the best people we can be in a world like this. And I said, listen, I don't have a child. But I don't know if I'd want to raise a child in this world right now. Not like this. Not like this. And and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way in, in different races. Why would you want to raise a child in this kind of world? Yeah. And you know what's scary? I have two young nephews. One's going on four. And I just had and my youngest one just turned a month old. I fear for their life every single day. I fear for when they get older. And it's a scary thing growing up in the world that we're living in because no person, black, white, or indifferent, nobody should have to go through this. And again, it's just like, you know, like you asked earlier, what did we do to be hated so much? What did we do to be hated so much? And I like what the activist, uh, I don't know the lady's name. I like what she said Friday. She said, you know, you talk about us being civilized, 
then damn it, you need to you you need to be civilized. If you want us to change, you need to change because everything that's going on, the violence and all this type of stuff, we learned that from America. We learned that when the Native Americans were being, you know, just just ridiculed and on and all this type of stuff. And it's the same way with black folks. We've been we've been criticized for years. We've been talked about for years. We've had to go through slavery, the cotton fields, the civil rights era, Jim Crow, you know, the crack epidemic, the Rodney King situation 30 years ago. We've had to go through a lot. You know, don't, forget, people, don't forget Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. I mean, black people as a whole. And I know white people, the white community's been through a lot, but they, in, you know, in other communities as well. You know, I'm not disputing that. But with the black community, we have been through so much and we've gotten ourselves up and we've kept going. Every time they knock us down, we keep going. And I tell you this. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I love everybody the same way. You know, if you stand by me, I'm going to stand by you. But just me personally, I wake up every day. I go to bed every night. I pray as much as I can. I do the best that I can do. I may not always be at my best or at my potential, but in almost my 30 years of existence, I can literally look myself in the mirror and I can literally say, I am proud to be black. I am proud to be on this earth knowing that I've been through so much, not as much as other people before me, but in the time that I'm living in, this is something that I can look back on and say, this is what, this is, this is what we needed. This is what, this is what was called for because this is what got the world's attention. One man, James, one man's death got the whole world going crazy. It's got the whole, it's got the whole world on notice. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Let me ask, okay. So we, you know, like I said earlier, we've seen a lot of videos, right? We've seen a lot of videos of whether, you know, it was someone hurling out, you know, racist comments to Mexicans or, you know, African-Americans or, you know, Chinese, I'm sorry, Asians. Um, what do you think? Because we've seen a lot of videos where innocent black men have been, you know, treated unfairly by the police. What do you think? And, 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 you know, we've seen a lot where video where, you know, they're treated wrong and they die in the custody of police. So let me ask you a question. What do you think made this man's, what do you think this action here? What do you think in everyone's mind that this person's death all of a sudden opened their eyes? Because I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, every time I've seen something, you know, an innocent black person, you know, maybe in the custody of police end up dying and they didn't deserve it, right? Yeah. In my mind, I've always said, that's one too many. That's one too many. That's one too many. 
in your opinion, what do you think made this guy's death all of a sudden just be the light switch worldwide? As the oldest saying goes, it was the camel that it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. But the constant pattern, as I mentioned the names, Trayvon, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, uh, Ahmad, who was killed a few weeks ago in, uh, in Georgia. That's right. Yeah. How many times are we going to continue to see this? Whether they were killed by police, whether they were killed by racist white people, whatever the case may be, the constant pattern and the constant pattern of police officers getting charged, charged. And I, and I say that loosely because we've right. seen where they go to court and they get off scot-free, they move somewhere else, they relocate. It's just basically that nothing has been done. And they get and to live I mean, their life. Why, why a family doesn't get to have their son or their daughter or anything else. And why the family who lost a loved one doesn't get the justice they deserve. And I'm Fair sure right. if, a, if a white man or a white woman got killed, they would want justice too, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Anybody who got killed, their family would want justice. And right? that's my point. That's my point. That you're right. You hit it. That's right. Anybody would want justice. So what makes you guys or any other race besides us any different doesn't make it different. Everybody would want justice for whoever they lost and any kind of way that they lost them that was violent. And that's what everybody seems. They don't, they don't think about that, right? They don't take yeah. the time to sit there and go, you know, shit, how would I feel? Well, this is what this message is for. This is why we're here, because just because this is going on, Rodarius and I, we're not divided. Because we both have the mindset to understand. We can look at it from each side. Could him and I disagree? Sure. Do we? No. And, and even if we did disagree, we both know what our end game message would be. And and I'm gonna use and I'm gonna use this phrase. I'm gonna use this quote. United we stand, divided we fall. And the more this happens, we won't be united anymore. We need to be united. This has to end. Because it's not gonna end well for everybody else. Look at how many good cops there are out there that are now going to be lumped in with the bad ones. Why? Because everyone's going to think everybody, all cops are going to, all cops will, will protect each other. Right? Yeah. Flint, Michigan. Cops put down their batons, guns, join the protesters. Why? Because believe it or not, there are still cops with a conscience. There are still cops that believe when they put a badge on, they're protecting everybody. And when I mean everybody, that means every race that's here in this country, worldwide. If they can recognize it, they can see it. Why can't the ones who walk away scot-free 
at the very least, they lose their jobs once they walk away scot-free. But guess what? They still get to, to have a life. They still get to sit there and breathe the air every day Why families of African-Americans, Mexicans, even white people. If you can't look in the mirror and you can't decipher the difference, then you have a, then you have a lot of soul searching to do. Because I'll tell you this. I would not want to lose a member of my family in any way, violently, by any cop of any color or any person of any color. All they're saying is stop singling us out. That's it. Because that's what's happening. Yeah. Mexicans the same way. Stop singling us out. And, and, and I'm not even talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, the, the illegal aliens. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Mexican-Americans who work very hard and they get singled out. Asians who come here and work, who are here, they get singled out. Point is, is that one race has finally had enough and their message, treat us fairly and stop singling us out because there's look are there bad apples in every race absolutely and i think you would agree with that i do but there's more good but there's more good people in each race than there is bad and just like we were talking about with cops good cops get lumped in the bad ones guess what good white people get lumped in if you know if a bad white person does something and vice versa and everything that's where that's where we become divided, right? We become divided because then everyone's going to look at everybody. Oh, you know what? He's white. He's the same. He's black. He's the same. He's Mexican. He's the same. But that's not true. It's not. I would never lump you in with a few bad apples. I would never lump any of my friends of different colors or race. If their race we're doing bad things because I can decipher the difference. Right? I can decipher the difference. You can decipher the difference. And I will always be in your corner. I will always be in anyone's corner that needs it. This is wrong. This is wrong. I agree. And that that's like with anything in life. That's like if good, I wanna feel comfortable. I don't want people looking out their window and be like, Oh, why is this black kid in our neighborhood? He's about to steal about to go break in somebody's house. And the same way with with a white person. You come in a black you should wanna feel safe. Whether you move in that neighborhood or not, you should want to feel safe and the stereotype that always gets me i've always heard for years especially with the with the black neighborhoods the projects you know i've always heard the stereotype if i go and get shot no you won't no you won't if you do something wrong and somebody pulls it yeah 
you're asking for your life to be ended. And I'm not wishing that on nobody. Don't get But what I'm saying is, it all depends on who you meet and who you in position to have an encounter. It all depends on the people you deal with. Not everybody from the projects is bad. Not everybody from a white neighborhood is bad. You may you, you may have a few bad apples here and there, but at the end of the day, not everybody that you come in contact is a bad person. Now, am I saying that's right? Being projects and stuff like that is it a safe place? No, not exactly. But at least I. At least when I when I walk in my bedroom, at least I'm able to lay my head down at night and look at that roof above my head. And it's the same way if you were in the suburbs or wherever the, wherever you may be. No matter what neighborhood you go, you should want to feel safe. You should want to feel comfortable. You, gotta, you ain't you ain't got to walk out and speak. You know, if you wave, I'll talk to you, whatever. But I just want to feel safe. I don't want to be looked at as somebody that's coming to do something wrong because I'm not. I just want to roam the neighborhood. You know, if I'm taking a walk, I'm roaming the neighborhood. I'm going back to my destination in one piece. That's it. I don't want nothing of yours. It's about I'm not trying to come to your neighborhood and take something that doesn't belong to me. And if people can't see that, can't hide the box, per se, then something is wrong. No matter if you go in the neighborhood or grocery store, whatever the case may be, I don't want to be looked at as a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I don't have a criminal record. I'm in jail. I don't want to go to jail. But like you said, there's some bad people out there. There's some bad just fuck it up for everybody. And it's not the stuff that we're going through now, the stuff that we've been going through for the last 10, 20, 60 years, 100 plus years, it has to stop. It needs to stop. Shouldn't be going through 2020 of a pandemic where people are getting sick and dying of a disease the size of a cotton ball. We shouldn't have to be living 2020 and beyond like we're in the like we're in the 30s, like we're in the 40s, like we're in the 50s. This ain't 1955. This ain't 1965. The bottom line is racism anytime soon. Stuff with the police, the police killing black, un, unarmed, unarmed black people at that. It, to stop. That's basically what we're trying to say. You know, I may not be the reason, a voice, you may not. Is This shit got to stop. It's got to stop. Because I'm no we may di- not have a strong. We may not have a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, um, I'm no different from the next person. I'm no different from John who lives in the trailer. Sally May who lives in the suburbs. I'm no different from John John who lives in the. 
we're all the same. I said it, it, it's just got to stop. It's we may not be popular. We may not have, you know, a million followers on social media. We may not be rich and we may not be prominent voices, but damn it, we still are a voice. And when voices like ours do a lot more than people in higher power, that tells me a lot. Whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Mexican, anything else. Don't ever think for one second that your voice is less than anyone else's because it's not. Because anybody on any platform can send the message. I may not be LeBron James. You're definitely not LeBron James. I'm not Michael Jordan. You're not Michael Jordan. Those two have come out making huge statements. Why? Because they have that platform where hopefully people will listen. And I'm hoping you guys listen. I'm hoping anyone who listens to this takes something from it. Because at the end of the day, we're in this together. We can be the reason change can happen, or we can be the reason that everything continues the way it is. Choice is yours. I've made my choice a long time ago. And I ain't never going to change. I'm going to ride with everybody of any color. Why? Because I'm a human being, right? Rodarius is a human people I brought up earlier, my boy Johnny, my Aunt Kelly, my Aunt Kim, everyone I've talked about are all different color skin, but that doesn't matter. So I didn't realize we got disconnected again, and so I was in that impassionate speech, and then I realized, I looked and saw a corner of my eye that it had stopped recording. So what was the last thing you heard me say? Uh... What, 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 just that quick, I forgot. Oh, you were basically trying to, um, doggone it. I think you were trying to pick it back off what I said about how it needs to stop. Yeah. And stuff like that. Okay. All right. I remember where I'm at. Okay. So, again, welcome back. Sorry for the disconnection. I think Anchor's uh, a little temperamental right now, but I'll definitely get my thoughts out. I'll let Rodarius throw his last thoughts out and we'll cut it. So what I was saying was we can be, it doesn't matter what, what your name is. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. Everyone thinks you have to be popular to make a difference. That's not true. It's not true. Anybody can use their voice. Anybody can say how they feel. Anybody can be real. And this is what we're doing. We're being real right now, right? We're being real. We're be- in the sense that enough's enough. LeBron James, he's put out a comic. Jordan, he's put out a comic. They use their platform because they want to try to reach everybody and say enough's enough. I'm no, I'm no more popular than Rodarius or vice versa or anybody else that I've talked about today. But guess what? We all have voices. Rodarius and I are using our voice right now. Because we're using our voice because this has to stop. 
It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It do- we all go through things in life. We all take different paths to be where we want to be. But guess what? The end goal for Rodarius is that he wants to be the best he can be. The end road for me is I want to be the best that I can be. The end road for my buddy Johnny, my Aunt Kelly, my Aunt Kim, Sean, everyone who's different colored skin, they all have the same goal. They want to be the best they can be in this world. How come we can't see that we're both, I'm sorry, that we're all trying to achieve the same thing. And that's what makes us the same. Because we're trying to achieve the same thing. We may be going different routes to do so. But at the end of the day, it equals out. We all want to be the best in this world that we're in. And we want to be comfortable. And we want to know that if we go outside, nothing's going to happen. Whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Mexican, Asian, doesn't matter. We want to do the best in life. And if you can't see that, if you can't see it, then I don't know what else to tell you. But I'm going to ride with, I'm going to ride with all these guys. Because I can see past someone's different skin color. If you can't, then I don't want to know you. All I'll do is I'll pray for you. But I don't want to know you. I don't want to know anybody who can't look past someone's skin color. And look, if you're one of those people who are hesitant, if you're one of those people who are on the fence, then you know what? Do some research. Do some research. Because I guarantee you, you'll figure out real quick that Rodarius is just as good as I am. That's why him and I get along so well. Because we can be real with each other. And, and there's nothing that we won't hold back from one another. Do we always agree all the time? No, we don't. But we have that respect for each other to know that even though we may not agree, he knows who I am and I know who he is. And I'm like that with everybody. I'm like that with everybody of any skin type. We're all not, we are all not going to always agree on things. And that's okay. Because if they know you and you know them, then they know where you're coming from. You know where they're coming from. Then that's why, then that's why it's okay to have those disagreements. No one's perfect. Nobody. I'm not. Rodarius is not. No one is. But we're not going to pretend that we're better than anybody either. Because we understand real quick just exactly who the hell we are. We know what's in each other's hearts. And I know what's in all my friends' hearts that I know real close. And if it ever turned out that I was wrong, no matter how long I've known you, a year, a month, a decade, If I ever found out for one second that what was in your heart was a lie and you have an issue with anybody of any color, I'll walk away from you. Granted, it's your decision. It's your choice. You want to have that? That's how you want to live with all that hate in your heart? I don't want to be around you. Because I got love in mine. 
Like I love him. I, I'll back. I'll back anybody who needs it. Anytime, anywhere, any place. If I need to do a podcast, I'll do a podcast. If I need to send out a message, I'll send out a message. But my heart will never change. Your thoughts? Well, I couldn't have agreed with you more on everything you just said. Because when it all boils down to it, I don't care how much money a person has. I don't care where you live. I don't care what type of car, what type of clothes you got. None of that matters. Do I have all the money in the world? No. Does James have all the money in the world? No. Do anybody that I know in this current state of time, do they have all the money in the world? No. But we got love. We got compassion. We got respect for one another. And that's what it boils down to. Now, I can't sit up and say that what we're doing will change the world. I can't sit up and say that, you know, tomorrow things will change. But hopefully this will send out a message that we're all one body. God made us in his image the way he wanted it. Now, whether you believe in the man or not, whether you're atheist, whatever the case may be, all this hate towards everyone is it, it, it's, it's played out. And like you said, we agree to disagree, but at the end of the day, we still come together as one. And, you know, you don't have to, it's an old saying that says you don't have to be blood to be family. And you don't. James is my brother. You know, I got plenty of people who I call my brothers and sisters. They're like family to me. If you respect me, I respect you. But if you walk around with all this hate, this envy, this jealousy towards one group of people of color, then I'm like James. I don't fuck with you. I don't care if I've known you a day, a month, a year, 15 years. If you got all this hate in your heart, against white people, black folks, Mexicans, Asians, Chinese. I don't want to fuck with you. I wish you nothing but the best. But at the end of the day, I know where I stand. I know where James stands. I know the people that ride with me and ride for me. I know where they stand. And we're going to stand on the front lines together. We may not be in Oakland. We may not be in Brooklyn. We may not be in Atlanta protesting, walking the streets. We may not be in Boston. We don't have to do that, but at the same time, we're still going to send a message. And to all the people who are racist, who were taught to be racist, my question to you is this. I'll, I'll say some more and then we'll end it here. How can you sleep at night? That's my question. How can you sleep at night knowing that you were taught 
from your parents, your grandparents. You walk around saying any and everything. Is that how you want to is that how you want to live your legacy? Is that how you want to be remembered as somebody who hates somebody because of the skin, the color of their skin? Because you were what's what's that I'm trying to say? Because you felt like you were better because somebody opposite color was not as equal as you? No. We're all equal. And that's the way I'm going to play this game and that's the way I'm going to go out. James is equal James is as equal as me and I'm as equal as James. And that's the only thing that counts. We are all equal and we are going to stand on the front lines together as one and only one. Before we go I wanted to ask you this, and I was trying to figure out when I should ask it. I think I'll ask it right now. So we see all the looting going on. A lot of, and listen, the looting isn't affecting just big businesses like Target in Minneapolis or the College Hall of Fame down in Atlanta or a country, a famous country landmark in Nashville. The looting is not affecting just white. It's also affecting small businesses, you know, people who may be black, who have small businesses or, or Mexicans or Asians or Chinese. I think, I think I know you well enough to know this. The looting's got to stop. Because what is that achieving exactly? I get it. There's anger. People are pissed. And, every, and rightfully so. But what is destroying livelihoods of other businesses going to accomplish? You know, that's a, that's a good question. Because that's also something I was talking about at work yesterday. I understand why people do it. Because we're tired. Black folks are beyond tired. White folks are tired. Everybody's tired. The whole world has told these people we're tired. Now, I've seen videos where they've gone in the banks. Um, they've gone in the Louis Vuitton, uh, a Mercedes-Benz dealership. They've torn up half of Lennox Mall in Atlanta. But like a, like a lady asked me, what about the kids? People who have kids. Why, why are they trying to tear the schools up? They got to go to school. They got to learn to get an education. You're doing all of this. You're tearing the schools up. Where are they going to go to school? Exactly. Exactly. What are you going to do? Homeschool them? I get, I get it. I mean, I, I understand. Now, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm necessarily not for it. But I understand if that makes sense. But it does. It does. It does. Uh, Yeah, I I see what you mean by that. Yeah. Here's here's what I would say to that. Two wrongs don't make a right. It don't. Right. I mean, look. Think about what yeah. Think about what you just said about to to the any white people who were, you know, raised, you know, from a racist family. What kind of message did that send? Not a good one, right? Yeah. So what, so what message is this looting sending to families who have kids? 
what message is it sending to them? It's not sending a positive message at all to me. This is where we all need to become one, right? This is where we all need to become one because, and, and the, the whole thing of saying two wrongs don't make a right. That's what I'm using that for in the sense of, you know, you hit it right on your head, you're right on the head, you know, in your message to anybody who was raised in a racist family and think you're better. What about, like you said, the family that may have kids at the end of the day, we all want to do better. We all want to be the best we can, but showing, but showing them that they can, and even white families that have kids, anything, anybody, any race, anything that are watching this kind of messages it's sending in that sense. Violence, inciting violence isn't right. We got to unite. There has to be, there has to be dialogue. I don't care how you do it. I don't care where you do it. But there has to be dialogue and there has to be understanding. And if you have to do research, then damn it, do your research. Whatever this takes to move this next step forward in hopes that we can be rid of racism for good. And because it's not doing because it's not doing you any good, it's not doing me any good, it's not doing any of us any good. United we stand, divided we fall. I'm united with you. I agree. And the same here. And not only that, it's it, this should send a clear message that justice needs to be served. Amen to that. Because and all four all four of those cops need to be arrested. Why haven't the other three been arrested? You're, you got the man who did the kneeling. Well, how about the other cops that beat the hell out of him in the car? Yeah. Or how about the other or the other cops who the same cops who helped put extra body weight on him? They are just as much guilty or they should be just as much charged for what the guy who did the kneeling for. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Yeah. And like I be, like I said before, not to not to cut you off, but like I said, before, no, you know, I as a black man should not have to fear for my life because I'm scared I might be the victim. I just don't want to be the next victim. Amen to that, brother. You know, because, you know, the the officers, they knew what they were doing. They stood there. They stood there and watched the man die before their very eyes. And now... And I'm I, I'm hoping, I'm praying that justice will be served and that this sends a message to anybody, whether you're black, white, or indifferent. It is a privilege. Let me repeat that. It is a privilege, not a right, to be a police officer. And whatever you do, good, bad, or indifferent, good, bad, or in between, you should and will be held accountable for your actions, no matter what. 100%. Amen to that. Well, brother, this was a, this was definitely one of those situations where this was a raw subject, and I think we nailed it. Yeah. So our last message is, is this. Racism ends. It has to. 
we call for it to stop. We call for dialogue. We call for whatever it takes. We have to start taking the next step forward. We can't change unless we take that first step. And if this going on around the world right now doesn't show you that this needs to happen, nothing will. And, and, and we'll be doomed for it. It's got to stop. Much love to your brother. Hang in there. You keep that head up. Same to you, bro. Whatever you need, you know, you got you got my social media. You message me, whatever you want to talk about. We'll do this again. We'll Next time we come back, it'll be hopefully more positive, more sports-related, and hopefully we'll be going in the right direction. Definitely, definitely. All anything, right, brother, keep your head anything, in. Anything I got going or anything I want to talk about, you know, if I don't hit you up, I know you're going to hit me up. I got you, right. bro. And, and if you have a subject you want to hit up, you have, you know, you hit me up and you tell me, hey, let's podcast about this. I got you. No problem. Anytime, bro. All right, All right brother. We'll talk soon. Hang in there. Much love. All right. Same to you. Take it easy. All right. You have a great night. We'll be back soon.